This is QTS, episode number 007. And unlike my regular recording pattern, which is to record at the end of my day, sometime between approximately 10 and 11 p.m. Central Standard Time, I am recording this at 1.26 in the afternoon on the 21st of January, 2024. Right now, I'm here with my youngest boy, who is playing with a bunch of Lincoln Logs that are in a box. He likes to put them in the box and then shake the box around to make some noise and kind of drum on the box. That's probably what you're hearing in the background right now. And a little bit ago, I was changing his diaper, which is something I do a lot. And he stays more still. When I'm doing that, if I'm talking to him, if I'm not talking to him, he tends to squirm a little bit more, which makes the whole operation more difficult. He's looking at me right now. I think he thinks I'm talking to him, which in a sense I am, but I'm also talking to you, the listener of this. I don't know if I go so far as to call it a fine podcast, the listener of this podcast. He wants to possibly say something to you as well, I suppose. Anyways. He squirms if I don't talk to him. He likes being engaged. So I was talking to him and to keep him still-ish. And when I'm doing that, I'm not, you know, really planning out what I'm going to say. I sort of say whatever comes into my head. And today I looked at him and I said a ridiculous thing. His name is Desmond. Sometimes we call him Des or Desi. And so I looked at him and I said, you're a Desi doodle which means that you're a hypoallergenic boy. I just said that now and he gave me a huge smile. That was kind of cute. That was, of course, like a riff on the various breeds of dogs that have been created, the various breeds of hypoallergenic dogs that have been created by taking whatever breed and mixing it with a poodle. So, you know, a Labradoodle is a lab mixed with a poodle. You get a Labradoodle, and it's a hypoallergenic dog, because poodles are hypoallergenic. So that's what I was thinking, right? I called him a Desi-doodle and said that meant that he was a hypoallergenic kid. And then a memory came into my head. I haven't remembered this, and I don't even know how long. But it came into my head, and it made me laugh, because I thought it was kind of funny. When I was in my 20s, I was living with a bunch of people, and one day we had some people over, and they were having a, I'd call it like a very serious kind of intense conversation, the way I remember it, about the creation of these hypoallergenic dogs. And, you know, one person was saying that if you mix this breed with a poodle, the chances of you getting a hypoallergenic dog are not that high, but if you do this other breed, then the the chances are higher and 
the other person was disagreeing with this claim. I don't remember exactly what breeds they were talking about. My apologies for that. But it, I mean, these people were intense about this. They were, they were very sure that they were correct and that the other person was incorrect. And that was coming across in the conversation. And I was witnessing this with one of the people who I lived with. And my roommate looked at me. He gave me this look. It was a look that he would give before he was going to... How do I want to say this? Before he would attempt to troll people, maybe. I don't know if troll is quite the right word as I say it. It doesn't seem correct because trolling, I guess, implies a nastiness. When people are trolling, they're trying to be mean, I think. That's their aim. They're trying to upset people. And I don't think that that's what my roommate was trying to do. I don't think he was attempting to upset these two people. I think he was trying to be funny. But he was trying to be funny by saying something that I guess was going to interrupt, put a kink in the conversation that was unfolding in front of us. And what he said was, excuse me. And people stopped talking and they looked at him. He paused for effect. And then he said, I would like to point out that any dog is hypoallergenic if you're wrapped in plastic. And then he walked away. He just got up and he walked away. I, you know, so that's what, that was the memory that came back to me. Like I said, haven't thought of that and I don't know how long, but when I called my kid a Desi Doodle and said he was a hypoallergenic kid, well, that's where my head went. Having said all this now, I feel that it is necessary to state for the record that uh, wrapping dogs or cats or birds or fish, any animal in plastic is bad. I, I do not endorse such things. That's not okay. So I, I want to make that very clear. Not okay. Please don't do that. Not that I thought that anybody would. I don't know. I, maybe I'm feeling self-conscious. Like if I say this, it could be taken out of context, somehow misconstrued. Weird. Weird that that's happening. But it's happening. And uh, yeah, okay. So that's my update for now. There might be a little bit more later. We'll see. It has been mere moments for you, but it has been several hours for me. I look at the clock and it says 7.30 p.m. Still, the 21st of January, 2024. The weather at the moment, which I didn't tell you in the first part of this podcast, which is weird because that's something that I tend to do, is 18 degrees Fahrenheit right now, which means that it is negative 8 Celsius for those of you who care about what each of those temperature measurement systems has to say about the temperature where I am at this moment. What I'm going to do now is tell you about some of the quotidian things that have gone on 
in my life and the intervening hours from the time that you've already heard about when I hit the stop button on my recorder till now. First thing, I've been thinking about where the previous entry ended. You know, I'd said, told you the story about something that happened to me. My roommate made a funny comment once. The funny comment was, any dog can be hypoallergenic if you wrap it in plastic. And then after telling you that, I said, you know, I don't want to endorse that. I don't want anybody to think that by telling this story on this podcast that I'm in any way suggesting that wrapping animals in plastic is somehow a good idea. And you know what? After I stopped recording, I thought about that and I thought that's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that I said that. What makes it kind of weird? So glad you asked. Of course you knew that. Of course you knew when I told that story that I wasn't suggesting that anybody should ever wrap an animal in plastic. You're smart. You know I was telling a silly story. But, you know, there was this little tiny voice somewhere in my head, paranoid voice, saying... Oh, make sure that you qualify that. Make sure that you say that you're not endorsing it. Cover your bases. People can hear that kind of stuff and then they can get really upset. And, you know, all that's true. I don't think that that paranoid voice is wrong in a way because we do live in a time, I think, where people do like to become outraged over things. It happens a lot. And I think that that is part of what has caused something that I think is a problem and incidentally is also the reason that I started making this podcast that you're listening to. So what's the problem? The problem is that right now when people are making things, whether that's writing or podcasts or videos and putting them on the internet, I feel like they are without intending to do so often, maybe sometimes absolutely intending to do so. They're very sterilized. They're very measured. And I think that that leads to people presenting themselves and their ideas in various formats in ways that to me seem very different than the way that I remember blogs and podcasts in the early days of blogs and podcasting. This is what I talked about back in the very first episode, episode 001 of this podcast. That time being the first 10 years of this century that we're now in, you know, I got pretty deep into blogs right in the middle of that and podcasting for that matter too. The year 2005 is when I started to really, really get into podcasting. That was the early days of podcasting. And before that, I'd been really into blogs. And what I really liked about both podcasts and blogs was that when I was listening to them or reading them, what I was getting was people talking about themselves, talking about their lives in a way that seemed extremely genuine radically honest in a way. And that resonated with me. I really, really liked that. I still really like it. And I don't think that that 
is the same kind of feeling that the majority, not all, but the majority of blogs and podcasts and other things on the internet have today. I feel like, you know, people are just being really careful about what they say. And I I don't want to be too disparaging of that. I think that maybe in those early days, people were a little bit too free and loose. Maybe they said things that were in fact actually very hurtful to people. And I don't think that that was good. I don't want to valorize that or say that that somehow made the internet a better place to be because I don't think that that's true. I think that some correction from that time period was probably very necessary. We did need to, people making things on the internet that is, needed to probably be a little bit more conscious of the effect of what they were writing or saying and putting out for anybody to hear. We And I think that that happened. I think that people did start to become more aware of that. Not everybody. I mean, the internet is a place that happens to be full, unfortunately, of people who troll, you know, in really awful, nasty ways that I detest. That's still there. But I think there are a lot of other folks who are not attempting to do that, who are just attempting to work things out by thinking about them and then writing about them or saying things about them and putting them out into the internet, which is the largest public square in the history of the human species. And that that's okay. I mean, sometimes people accidentally say something that act that has a negative effect that hurts somebody. And I think if somebody does that and it's a genuine accident that they should apologize for it one, but I think if it was a genuine accident or there's certainly ample reason to believe that it was a genuine accident and the person does seem to genuinely apologize for it, that that's the time where we can say, okay, this person's taking some accountability for their actions. Let's give them some grace. And that's not always what happens. Not always. Again, sometimes that is what happens, but I think a lot of times it's not. And as a result, we have the situation where people are maybe being more measured and more measured while it does have its benefits also has its drawbacks. And one of those drawbacks I think is that people are being less authentic in the way that they express themselves on the internet. Now, again, I don't want to make this a black and white kind of a thing. It's not all good. It's not all bad. It's gray. Lots and lots of gray here, but this seems to be something that's going on. And just recording that last segment that I recorded and ending it the way that I did made me think about this. And I'm sharing my thoughts with you now in a way that I hope comes across as one genuine slash authentic two considered, you know, not just me saying this is the way that things were. And I liked that better. And because I liked that better, it was better. That's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to seriously look at this stuff and I guess give you my serious thoughts on it, but do that in a genuine way. So we'll see. Hopefully that's how you're receiving it. If it's not how you're receiving it, my apologies for real. And uh, I guess you don't need to listen to this podcast. There's lots of stuff you could listen to. You don't need to listen to this. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to stop talking about this because I feel I'm going down a ramble path that's not going to lead anywhere good. So let's switch topics here for a moment here. I was listening to a really good album today, an album that I like a ton. It is the album 
called consumed in key. That's the word consumed, then in key is in parentheses. It is a collaboration between two musicians. One is Plastic Man, spelled with a K, P-L-A-S-T-I-K-M-A-N. And the second musician is a guy named Chili Gonzalez. And this is a remake that was, I think, released in 2022. And it's a remake of an album that was originally released in 1998. In 1998, Just Plastic Man released the original Consumed, which is an incredible album. It's amazing. It's If you have not heard that album and you like electronic music, I think you should absolutely go and find that album on your streaming service of choice and listen to it because you're going to really like it. And I, I've liked that album for a while. And I recently discovered this new version of it, Consumed in Key. And I'm going to read you a little bit here from the... There's a very long description of this album on Apple Music, which is the streaming service that I tend to use when I listen to music. So in the beginning, it talks about how the original album Consumed, made by Plastic Man was this kind of masterpiece of electronic music that everybody was very blown away by. And then it picks up a couple paragraphs down. 20 years later, pianist, composer, and singer Chili Gonzalez discovered Consumed while he was clicking around the internet and was immediately enchanted by it. This is a quote from this guy, Chili Gonzalez. The album was getting out of some of what I thought to be the cliches of electronic music. Gonzalez, real name, Jason Beck tells Apple Music. It felt like it was jazz accomplished by other means, a kind of science fiction jazz, not using jazz instruments, not with the typical virtuosity of jazz that fills up every bar with notes, but a kind of futuristic jazz that really appealed to me. So, Chili sat down and started playing piano along with Consumed, reacting in real time and sowing the seeds for what would become consumed in key, a collaborative electroacoustic reinterpretation of Houghton's, that's the last name of Plastic Man, his, his real last name, Landmark LP. Gonzalez got in touch with uh, his and Plastic Man's mutual friends, Montreal DJ producer Tiga, and together they presented the concept along with some demos. So this album, Consumed in Key, let's get into this here. There's this guy. The album's made in 1998. Then, in 2022, there's this musician, a pianist, composer, and singer who's listening to it because he found it clicking around the internet. And he thought, this is incredible. This is like jazz, but it's not normal jazz. It's this like future sci-fi jazz. And he started to just kind of play a long piano to it. He would react to it in real time. And he discovered that by adding his piano music to it, it created something that he thought was worthwhile. And eventually, you know, through mutual friends, kind of approached Plastic Man and said, hey, let's put these things together. And they did. And they made this incredible album. I adore this album. This album has been the perfect soundtrack for these very, very cold winter days that I have been living through. 
the music has a wonderfully calming effect, but it's not sedating. It's calming without being a sedative. It doesn't make you feel like it's time to go to sleep. No, no, no. It relaxes you. And when you're relaxed, you can think. At least that's been my experience of the album. And I cannot endorse it enough for anybody who happens to like these sorts of things. And that's all I'm going to talk about for now. There's been, of course, other things that have happened today, but I don't feel moved to speak about them at this moment. So I'm going to say this is the end of episode number 007 of Quotidian Things and Stuff. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. There's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff you could be listening to, but you downloaded this and you listened to it. And you're here at the end now. Thank you for lending me your ears for this time. That is truly appreciated. This podcast is produced through Surplus Jouissance Projects, which produces other podcasts that I make. If you're interested in those other podcasts and other things that I'm up to, you should go over to surplusjouissance.com. And if you really like what I'm doing, if you think it's great, you think it enriches your life a lot. You can become a supporter of the work that I do. You can toss me either $7 a month slash $50 a year or $12 a month slash $100 a year. And you'll be supporting the work that I do. You can also sign up to just become a free, like, what's the right word? Subscriber. And you'll get a weekly-ish email newsletter that I do. Okay, that's that. Done talking now. Going to go into my closing remarks, which at this point should be predictable, but I'll say them anyways. Please, please, please make those glorious mistakes. Don't let the man keep you down. Damn the demand, save the desire, etc., etc., so on and so forth. Till next time. <laughs>